up, kings and queens? It is your girl, Ashley Denise. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Saved, Sanctified, and Still Trying to Get It Together. For those of you who have been listening for a while, welcome back. Get yourself together and get ready. For those of you who are new to the scene, welcome. And here is the mission. The overall mission of Stay Sanctified and still trying to get it together is that wherever you are on your journey, getting to know Christ or making him your personal savior, when your intentions are pure, you are pleasing in God's eyes. Again, when your intentions are pure, that's P-U-R-E, you are pleasing in God's eyes. Now, if you guys are listening to this on the day that is released, happy Resurrection Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that Jesus rose after dying at 33. I really, like this year, that's what has blown my mind. Like Jesus really made the decision to give his life to save us at 33. At 33, I'm looking forward to 33 because I'm going to be in my prime, you know what I'm saying? So to think, if we think about it in those terms, that he was, you know, he was living his life. He had his crew, he was lit. He had the disciples. He was out here healing people, restoring people. Jesus was a social worker, okay? He was out here doing the do. And then came the ultimate sacrifice to say, I have to give my life, my blameless life, without fault, without wrong, to a people that are undone. To, and it, it just blows my mind, you know? Um, this Lent season has been kind of rocky for me um, as far as like what I'm used to. Usually I do the 40-day Lent um, situation. I did not do that. Um, I also haven't done like a spiritual detox through the form of fasting in a while, um, which is definitely necessary. Spiritual backup is a real place. Like spiritual exhaustion is a real place. But that's for another conversation, another podcast, because today I am here with my good sis, Tanasia Durant. She is the founder of Married to Music and the CEO of Behind the Dreams, LLC. She is also an amazing woman of God, an amazing worship leader, and somebody who, in the music world, and even in the boss-up sense, that I can say I look up to. I admire who she is as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, and as a worship leader. So for my worship leaders, y'all better tear down the church on today and open up that atmosphere if you are on your way to church. And... Lock in, y'all. Lock in because we are dropping some keys for the worship leaders, for the background sound, for the for the organist, for the drummer, for the wives, for the husbands. We are dropping some real keys on this session. And guys, like I say all the time, sit back, relax, Get your pen, get your pad. If you're getting ready to get in the shower, turn me up. If you're in the car, make sure you put your seatbelt on because we are going to take you for a ride. And we are all getting it together, together. I hope you enjoy. Peace. What is up, kings and queens? It is your girl, Ashley Denise. You have already heard the intro, so you already know what time it 
is. I have my good sis in Christ here with me. I'm going to let her introduce herself. She got some keys and we are going to get into it. So sis, take it away. Hey, everybody. I'm Tanisha Durant. I am a wife. I'm a mother, a minister of music and CEO. I'm just a servant trying to hear well done. And I'm elated to be here with you all. Let's get into it. Yes. Um, so we're going to jump jump right in. So I'm going to give a little preface. Guys, Tay will sing a church down. Okay. She will open up the atmosphere. She will break chains and strongholds. I have seen her take a rehearsal from like, uh, they need to fix that up a little bit to them sounding magnificent by the end of the night. Not like over time. It's like at the end of the night, they are coming correct. Um, and so that is one of the reasons why I brought you on this. So the first question that I have here is what is your relationship with the music ministry? So I currently serve as the minister of music for my home church in Brooklyn, New York. And I also serve as the director of music ministry for the New York Missionary Baptist Association. And I am the proud CEO and founder of Married to Music Incorporated. Yes, that is so dope. And I said, it's crazy because the other uh, podcast recording that I did, I was like, we're claiming CEO founder titles all 2021 okay. and moving forward, guys. If y'all do not know about this movement that she has going on, I'm going to have her share where you can find her at the end of the podcast. So please stay tuned. I will not leave you hanging. Um, and sis, the next question is when? Because you know, we all, if you grew up in church, everybody had their time on the choir, on the children's choir, whether you right. think it was your jam or not. So when did you know that music was your calling? So it's weird because as you said, I've been a part of the music ministry since I was three years old, singing on the choir, leading songs and devotional, okay, because I had to. Um, as a PK, a preacher's kid, we're forced to serve in whatever capacity we're needed. And so my dad was called to pastor since I was four years old. Wow. So I've been serving for 29 years now. But honestly, the identifying moment for me was when I was 15. And a guest church came to our church for a fellowship. I was assigned to quote unquote lead worship with my enemy girl. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't stand, I could not stand this lady. And she kindly asked me if I wanted to read the scriptures or if I wanted to read um pray, excuse me. And I looked at her in full disgust. I rolled my eyes Ooh. and then I proceeded to quote unquote lead worship. Now on a norm, regular tay, nasty tay, that would have bothered me. But that thing ate me up so bad for a few months until I apologized and I repented. And that conviction, it really engulfed me um, so much that I knew it was evident that my call in music ministry had shifted to another level. And it was now going to be my responsibility to handle that assignment and to handle God's people with care. Ooh, that is deep. I think I'm a, I, I want to go off on the answer that you just gave really quickly and ask the question mm -hmm. when, when you felt, so when you felt that conviction, what was it like? Was it like God speaking to you? I always have like this thing about like when people say they hear from God or they feel like the conviction, if you can describe what that feeling is like, um, what it is. 15 year old Tate, I could not sleep. Um, it was always on my mind. Like God wouldn't allow me to sleep. I'd always be wrestling with it. 
it'll be in my dreams, it'll be in my nightmares, like that scene, that moment, <laughs> what happened. Um, it was almost like God would take a magnifying glass or he had like a video camera, right? And I'd see replays of my disgusting actions, if we be honest, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for, for like I told you, for, for months, sometimes I daydream, I daydream about it or I'd see it in my dreams at night. I wrestle with it at night. And so, and when I see her, I felt bad, you know, mm-hmm. though I didn't like her, though she did me dirty in many ways, that's just not how you handle God's work. And so I think that was the best way to, de- I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And I think that that definitely puts it in simple terms for people who, you know, are figuring out their journey right now. It's like mm-hmm. conviction can look so many ways. It could be you not being able to sleep. It could be you daydreaming about it, but we really have to like start paying attention to like, this is not just you, sis. This is not just like you always thinking about this. God is placing this on your mind. So I definitely thank you for simplifying that um, for the listeners here who may be listening and trying to get it together. Um, moving into the next question. Were there ever times when you wanted to walk away or had the desire to walk away from your from your ministry? Oh, please. I walked away. I quit. I resigned. I threw in the towel. I left my church so many times. Um, I used to really ask God, why would he choose me? I'm broken. I'm messed up. I'm jacked up. And I felt like I lived my whole life being responsible for other people. Right. I became a big sister at 13 months, 14 months. So I was always responsible for others. And I used to hate the fact that God put that same demand on my life in the spirit. So yes, I walked away, I ran away. But the truth is, it's a slap in God's face. It makes no sense to run, right? Psalms 139, I think it's seven and eight. And it says like, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to heaven, if I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. So that always keeps me in track because no, on track, excuse me, because no matter what, no matter where I run, no matter where I try to hide, he's there. And we're held accountable for the works that God put before us. And that's it. Facts. That's definitely something to think about, too. He definitely is wherever you go. So <laughs> you got to you got to figure out who you running from, because at the end of the day, I think <laughs> right. you're running from yourself. You're not running from God because he right there with you. Um, so that's definitely deep. And I guess the next thing that I want to like that I'm curious about is in the moments where you felt discouraged or when you walked away, in what ways did you push yourself to like keep going? OK, so I hope this doesn't come off as me trying to be too deep. But the honest answer is I never stopped talking to God. I think that constant communication is essential. So if I'm mad, I'm talking to him. If I'm happy, I'm talking to him. When I understand, I'm talking to him. When I'm confused, I'm talking to him. It helps me a lot. And once he drops that clarity, once he drops that guidance, I feel a lot better. Furthermore, I like to sing and write myself through my struggles. So I keep mm-hmm. a, a notepad right at my on my nightstand, right by my bed. If I'm overwhelmed, if I'm hurt, I write it. If I feel really, really great, I write it. And um, it really, really helps me as well. And lastly, I also put on music. Um, and my family, we sleep with scriptures every single night. So I put on YouTube bedtime scriptures. So we'll listen to the word about peace, prosperity, whatever, because an empty vessel is easily attacked. So I try to keep myself and my guys full. 
Yes, 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 yes. Energy. That's how I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like you when I have these babies and I have this husband, like (laughs) going to bed. Like it's so important. And and I think that's why I push so much. Like every time I jump on my Instagram page, I can get into something. I'm like, but before I get any further, did you talk to God today? Because it's so important to just really check in with him like like check in with him just like we punching at the job we punch out at the job like we have to make sure that we cover ourselves because this world like you said an empty vessel is is the enemy will attack it like he knows like he knows everything about you just like god knows everything about you and he will use those things against you so like listen i'm i appreciate you for for saying that because it is such a real place so definitely it's not even like too deep it's like simple conversation is like yo conversation like what's up god like right now i've had several (laughs) conversations with with him where i'm just like god right now i love you but i really don't like what's happening and i don't know if i'm feeling you so you have to let me know so it definitely it definitely is a real place to always be in communication with him and like any relationship right any relationship communication is like the most effective thing is a thing that could break you or make you and then on this flip side let me just add something if you're not in a place if your spirit man is not in a place and you're in a situation where your heart is full of malice you know you're not living right do not touch a mic i know you said this is for music leaders this is for worship leaders when i'm hurting when i'm not in the right place i do not touch a mic where am i leading god's people you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At that point, it should not be about the dollar. It shouldn't be about the exposure, the opportunity. You have to respectfully decline, send some coverage for you, ask for permission to sit it out until you get back to the place where you're supposed to be. I refuse to be the reason somebody leaves worse than they came in. I don't want to damage anybody's souls. I don't want to leave them tainted, marred, or heavy. Our impact as worship leaders is, is great right? Our influence on the earth is powerful. So we have to always ask ourselves, do some self-evaluation. Am I in a position to leave? You know what I'm saying? And I really wish more singers, more worship leaders, more pastors, more people in leadership would do that self-examination more often. Wow. That's deep. Cause I definitely, even like being a worship leader, there has been days where I have gotten up there and like my spirit was just not all the way together and then but I'm like you know what I'm gonna get up there because I need a breakthrough right awesome and I'm I'm selfish right I'm like I need a breakthrough and then what happens is when the people not getting with me Mm -hmm. I'm I'm frustrated because I'm like yo you understand what God what God just did he just put me up here in the midst of my and it's like sis now you kind of like got beef with the congregation and that's not that's not what you're supposed to like now you're trying to pump them with an attitude like I'm like y'all, y'all not thankful that he woke y'all up this morning like what's up so it is it, it, it I definitely can understand that and it takes a lot I feel like it takes a lot of strength because as you said you wish that more people that have these roles would take that in consideration because I think a lot of people don't they think that they're obliged to get up there and do it or they feel pressure mm-hmm. to get up there and do it and what ends up happening is that People don't get delivered. You got people looking at you. You got people looking in their phones. Like, and it's just, you. nothing's happening. It's a mess. Um, yes. Okay. And I've seen it. I've seen it. So I definitely um, can understand that and will take heed. Um, so the next question, kind of, we already answered, but just for the formality of it, and if there's any other gems you would like to drop... <clears throat> is how has your calling to the music ministry impacted your relationship with Christ? 
it definitely has had a huge impact on my relationship with Christ because I don't sing, I don't teach, I don't direct unless I consecrate myself. So I used to just get up and sing because I could. But now before any engagement or assignment, I align myself, I align my body, my soul. You know what I'm saying? I submit my gift to him completely. You cannot call yourself a worship leader without living a surrendered lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like I'm yours, Lord. Everything I got, everything I am, everything I'm not. And um, we all have to get to that place. It doesn't matter if you're leading or singing background. You have to pray. You got to fast. You got to stay in the book. You have to study his word. You have to commune with him. It's a part of our lifestyle. And, and honestly, our encounters with God shouldn't only happen when we're in front of the people. Like that should be your normal. That should be your everyday situation. And I can only tell y'all what I learned myself. I was a hot mess getting up in any condition. I'm telling you, but God really did. He really, really did a a new work. Definitely. I think that's, I, I appreciate you saying that because essentially like when people are listening, I want them to understand like the people that I'm bringing on, including myself, none of us came from perfect beginnings. None of us came from perfect lifestyles or anything like that like we are literally embodying the save sanctified and still trying to get it together heavily and they're still trying to get it together because we're getting it together every day so definitely when you guys hear this like wherever we are it's possible for you too and it may not be ready for you yet like you know your journey is your your personal journey and when you get to where Tay is at where Tay is where I am I'm not I'm not I'm nowhere near where Tay is but I heavily desire it like I'm listening and a little me a little me feeling convicted because I'm like because I'm <laughs> I'm in the background so you have said you know even if you're a leader or in the background I'm like ah oh, she done spoke to me God okay so it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot y'all um dying to our flesh every day is definitely it's a lot but it is possible because with God, all things are possible. Um, so yeah, that thank you so much for sharing that. Now we kind of we're kind of gonna do like a sharp turn into um married to music, official married to music, which is the um IG page. But what is the mission behind married to music? So married to music is my heart. <laughs> if you want to find my heart, you're gonna find it wrapped in that organization. Our mission is to simply empower, encourage, and strengthen musicians and their families. So we do this through prayer, dope events, counseling, and much more. Our ultimate goal is to help every musical family prosper in all areas of their lives, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally. We want to assist them in establishing an abundant legacy for their families. And we just want to see our creative population win. When you really think about it, our demographic is one of the most needed groups, right? But we're also one of the most forgotten and disrespected groups on earth. Yes. Can you imagine this world without music? Music heals, music frees, music uplifts. And so Married to Music has pledged to shed love and light on the ones that create that. Definitely. <clears throat> and I love, excuse me, and I love that mission because like you, I, I want to highlight the most specific part because I feel like I just experienced something like that where we are the most needed, but then yeah. also like the most like disrespected. And I literally just witnessed that with my own ministry because it was something where like they prioritize 
a family over the music ministry as far as like placement. And now it's, you, we could say it's petty as far as like, okay, I have to move my seat because this family is coming. But it's like, we they put the music ministry in the back of the church. How would, how is the music ministry in the back of the church? Like, and I was just like, I was like, y'all, like we are, we are the worship leaders. We are going to sing your selection before the pastor gets up. We are opening up the atmosphere. Like, but when you thought about placing people, the first people that you thought to like throw to the back was us. And I was just like, wow. Like I was actually pretty shocked. And, you know, like I had to, you know, talk to God because I was like, I have some unkind, unsafe things to say about it. And I really had to, to deal with that and grapple with it and like go to church and like look at like our names and on some, on some chairs in the back. I'm like, y'all couldn't even give us a pew. Like, I mean, really? So, um, it, it definitely, what you saying that kind of like inspires me because there are people, well, I don't see a lot, like you got something going. Cause I don't see a lot of organizations that are doing what you're doing. And it's, and it's really important for us because there are musicians that are going through severe like mental health issues because of the calling on their lives and then not feeling that support, that worldly support through therapy, through counseling, through friendship, through fellowship. And so I thank you for like establishing something like that. And with that being said, like, how did this come upon you? Like, was this through prayer? Was this through fasting? Like, where did this idea stem from? How did it come to you? So honestly, it started out as a joke um, between myself and another musician's wife. Our husbands were on the same band. And every time we walk into their rehearsals, we walk into the church like, oh, the musician's wives, we're here. (laughs) And then God was kind of like, okay, what are you doing for them? You know? And so we started a prayer group back in 2012. And we gathered for lunch. And we just, you know, used to gather to encourage one another. And of course, once you're doing something that's positive, something that's going to bless kingdom natives, the devil got to show his ugly self. And so after a while, everybody that was connected to the group started struggling in their own relationships, right? Some got divorced. I was separated. Like, I mean, he was hitting us heavy, right? Mm -hmm. All hell started to break loose. And I, of course, was like, forget this. God, you, what? I don't have to do this. (laughs) And, and he wouldn't allow me to. And now we're here. And I'm just really, really excited about what he's been doing through our group. Um, we have some really, really exciting things dropping this year. On uh, April the 10th, we're hosting our first legacy building seminar. And it's called If I Die Before I Wake. Um, and I have some professionals coming in just to help musicians build that wealth like for their families and I'm really really excited so if you're engaged to a musician if you're married to a musician if you are a musician's widow or a musician yourself definitely connect with us at official married to music and uh, stay connected wow girl I'm gonna be there <laughs> I'm gonna just let you I will be yes. there um because it's definitely it's some I mean even when you think of the small intricate things right like when you're not connected to a musician like so my fiance plays the organ right Mm -hmm. and I learned early on like sis you may have to go to three or four services in a day because people calling him to play and it's just like (laughs) it's just like it's really a job honestly and (laughs) I really appreciate you for establishing something like this where people can connect because it's hard to see other people you know getting ready to go home do whatever wash them do the laundry whatever and I'm like all right babe 
we on our way to where now? Okay. All right, good. I got to, it's dressed down at my church, but I got to dress up because we got to ask. Okay, got it. Understand. Really? So it's definitely, it's just like the small things sometimes that you want to relate to somebody about. Um, and I think it's super powerful and vulnerable for you to share like what was taking place when you decided to do something that you felt God called you to. And I think it's important for people to understand that. Like when God calls you to something, you then give the devil a 24 hour job to literally dismantle everything that God had just given you. And that, and it's not like those things won't touch you. Some things will bounce right off of you. Yes, we are protected. Some things will bounce off. And that's why we say, God, thank you for protecting us from things known and unknown. Right. Mm -hmm. But for the things known, they can just be just as heavy. I remember I was, planning a revival I think like two three years ago my brother's car got shot up in the mist I was wow. uh, my hot water had got shut up so I'm bathing in the morning before work at five o'clock in the morning heating up water and I was just like all right I'll just not do the revival but I'm like nah I'm gonna do it and it's just like we have and to it was yeah and it was it was I mean people were like yo when are you gonna do it again blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like you know I'm going I'm to have to pray and fast because the season that got like the season I had to go through to, to make this what it was, was just a lot for me. It was a lot of tears. It was a lot of fear, anxiety, wanting to stop yeah. and everything. <clears throat> and I guess that leads me into the, the next question is like, what are some, some personal doubts that you've had? Like when it came to like developing your relationship with Christ or growing your music ministry, what are some of the doubts that you had that you had to come, overcome? Um, I'm just going to name two. Uh, the first one, I I really used to battle heavy with low self-esteem. And we live in New York City, right? It's a hub for extraordinary talent. Gifted people aren't hard to find here. You can ride the subway and hear some of the greatest voices and musicians. And people, especially in the church world, used to make me feel like I could not sing. You know, and I used to have to really overcome that. I'm like, you know, I'm not the greatest, but I know a little something. <laughs> I got a little something. I work hard on my craft, but um, I used to really allow the people, like their voices, their opinions to overtake me. And girl, please, that's in the garbage now because I know that the, you know, the work is higher. The work is, I know that the call is higher than their voices and their opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and secondly, hearing God was a really big obstacle for me. And I used to struggle with precision in my spiritual hearing. So I would make the wrong song selections. I say the wrong things over the mic and it was terrible. And I believe honestly that I really grew in that area when I lost 65% of my physical hearing in my right ear. It helped strengthen me in my spiritual healing for sure hearing for sure it was a lot to overcome but god has been faithful oh that's deep too and yeah. when when did that but when did that happen like when it happened like did you like question god like you was like god what you doing like i need to hear like you said you give you take a 65 percent. like what was that experience like it was good. it's it's still a lot honestly um I definitely questioned God. I was like, just forget it. Then you must not want me to sing. You know, <laughs> you, I need my ear to hear. I need my ear to sing. And mm -hmm. it was just a lot. I'm like, I'm a mom. I have two little kids. Sometimes it was so bad at first because I had just had Izzy when I found out about it. Mm -hmm. so it was about two years ago almost. And here's my baby. If I'm laying on 
if I'm laying on, I sleep on my side. So if I'm laying on my left side, I can't hear anything for the most part happening around me. You know what I'm saying? So it was difficult because sometimes my boy would be crying. I didn't know it was a, it was a whole battle, sis. But slowly but surely, you know, I started learning to read lips, learning a little sign, American sign language, just in case. But I do believe God is going to heal me. I do believe he's going to bring me out of this. Yes. <clears throat> and we claiming it, right? We claiming it all, sure. all throughout the year, 2021, whatever sure. you do, we claiming it. Um, and thank you so much for like sharing those vulnerable parts of yourself. Um, the next question that I have is, have you ever felt like you may have been called to another ministry or if there's another ministry that is calling you and you just like, nah, nah, right now? (laughs) Um, for sure. I know that I'm called to other areas of ministry. My strongest gift though, is the gift of administration. I believe in doing things of excellence. I believe in helping leaders and pastors do things in excellence. And so, um, I know I flourish there. And then whenever God says go, I'll go and do some more on the evangelistic side of ministry, a little more, uh, you know, preaching and teaching, but I am not rushing at all. (laughs) Not rushing me at all. Right. I think that's a good sign. I feel, and I said that one time um, in another youth group that I was in, all of the pastors that I look up to and admire have said when it was time for them to come into ministry, they was like, nah, Jesus. Uh-uh, not me. And I feel like that's a surefire sign that you are called. I feel like when you're called to something, sometimes it's not what you want to do because it requires a level of, of surrendering that you like, nah, like I'm in the world right now and I love you, God, and I'm in a good place. Right. Um, and so I definitely think for me, that's always like a sign, like, oh, they they fire. God got God got their hand on them. Like they don't even want to do it. So that means that whatever he gets on, <laughs> it's gonna be from him. So um, I definitely, I definitely take that as a sign because it, I think people need to, for people who are rushing to be like pastors and reverends and ministers and stuff like that, do you really understand what you are asking God for, what you are rushing into? Like you are rushing into attack, like, you know, like endless attack by the enemy. Every day you wake up, he's trying to figure out how he can bring you closer to him and not to God. And so I definitely think like those who feel it, like you who are rushing, who are waiting for their for their time to shine, like this is not a time for shining. This is a time for surrendering and the time to deliver people from things that we need to be delivered from. Like generational curses need to be broken in this season, trauma, all that. Um, And so it's like, when I think about that, I'm like, am I even equipped to do that as a social worker? I'm like, I'm over here trying to like, you know, heal people from things that they mama and they daddy done did. And they, and they mama and mamas and daddy's daddies done did to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's definitely something that you have to really commune with God and make sure that this is something that he wants for you and that you want for yourself. Um, And like I said, guys, Tanasia is like, for me, she's a, she's a beast when it, in the, in the, in the ministry, like, I've seen her, like, put things together, like, um, it's just, it's amazing, I'm gonna let y'all, you know, see for yourselves, because then I don't want to give y'all everything, and then y'all feel like y'all gotta go to her page, but she is literally <laughs> a dope human being out here, getting it together, and bringing people closer to Christ, she is definitely a fisher of men, um, 
And so I'll close out with the last question is, what advice would you give those in the music ministry or have been married into, married into the music ministry? All right, so I'm gonna break it up into two different groups, okay? Mm -hmm. um, dear music ministry, good music turns heads, but good worship turns hearts. And it is so important that you remember your why. The purpose of the worship leader is to lead God's people into a more intimate relationship with Christ. Getting the set list is right, excuse me, getting the set list right is good, the notes in order, all of that is very, very important, but it's not our main purpose, right? We have to pray for God's glory to be revealed first. We are assigned to set the atmosphere for breakthrough, for change, for freedom. We're called to love on God, to love on his people, and to serve God and to serve his people. Everything else comes after. It is very important for you to remain humble, for you to be pure, for you to be yourself. Don't ever take that opportunity for granted. And last but not least, just remember that your character matters. You should always be in a position to serve, always. Now, to those married into the music ministry, <laughs> I am praying for you, okay? <laughs> Let's start here. Like marriage is, to me, it's the biggest mirror for yourself like you don't really know who you are fully until you marry someone else and you have to continue you have to continuously ask God to fill you with patience because being married is a lot in itself but being married to someone that serves in music ministry is truly a roller coaster of ups and downs it's an adventure you must be understanding of your spouse's mind and their thought process creatives hear differently we communicate differently. And so you have to be ready to learn and love through their quirky ways. I don't care what they say. I think all musicians and creatives can be a little weird, right? <laughs> but being married to a musician is a lot of fun. It's loud. You get to travel the world with your love. But it also comes with many lonely nights because they're at services, studio sessions, funerals, weddings, tours. You knew that, sis, when you started dating him. You knew that when you started dating her. So don't get surprised. Don't get angry when it happens. They really and truly fight enough in the world. Like they fight enough for their place in the world. So don't add to that. Support your spouse, love your spouse, encourage your spouse and pray for your spouse. That's the key. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was so good. I mean, you dropped so many, you was dropping keys and I'm trying to write them down. And I'm like, hold up, sis, you're not in the service. Like you gonna be able to listen to this again. But that was, that was really good, y'all. Like I'm telling you, she did not miss anything. I have like no follow-up questions. I hope that y'all received something. If not, y'all should go ahead and, and drag it back and listen to that last question. Um, <laughs> but before we close out, I want you to let the people know where they can find you. Um, you can also like repeat the, the event for April 10th so that that's clear for the people who may have rushed to the end. Um, and then we'll just close out. Thank you so much for having me. Again, you guys can find me at official married to music, or you can add me at Mrs. Tay Durant, T-A-Y-D-U-R-A-N-T. Um, and just stay connected. Our website is www.marriedtomusic.org. And again, April 10th is our first legacy building seminar. 
and it is entitled If I Die Before I Wake. And we're just encouraging families to build, to build for generations to come. So please, please, please hit us up, connect with us, like our page. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. And um, I hope you guys stay blessed. Wishing you all the best. Thank you so much. So y'all already heard where to find her. If you missed anything, take your pretty finger and drag it back so you can hear it again because <laughs> I'm not going to make her repeat it. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I hope that you received something on today. And remember, we are getting it together. Together. Peace. God is good. 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 God is good.